Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Chance, and my guest today is Chris Brogan. He is the president of New Marketing Labs, a new marketing or a new media marketing agency. We've got to get all these groovy terms down. Home of the Inbound Marketing Summit, of which uh, I'm going to be joining uh, one uh, in Boston coming up in October. More about that. Uh, the Inbound Marketing Bootcamp Educational Events, and he is also the publisher of the wildly popular ChrisBrogan.com blog. And he is the co-author of Trust Agents, Using the Web to Build Influence, Improve Reputation, and Earn Trust. And uh, we're going to spend some time talking about that as well. So, Chris, thanks for joining me. John, I'm so happy to be on your show again. I love that paid marketing, and I love the people that you uh, keep in your community. Well, thank you very much. So this word trust, you know, is such a landmine, I think, for some people. And, you know, you talk about trust, uh, using the web uh, to build trust. And it's kind of funny because there was a time when, uh, you know, folks on the web were the last people you could trust, you know. So, so what's changed? Well, I mean, that's really a great starting in point, John, because, I mean, I think that's true. I think in the 90s, we never knew who anybody was, and I think that the, the uh, quote, official websites that everybody set up were horrible. They were like these, you know, basically brochures with a bunch of phone numbers you could call. Right. I mean, everything about the web used to be like how to get back off it. <laughs> well, now we've, you know, business has turned itself around. I mean, you can't find, you can't trip over a commercial or an advertisement or a billboard or a bus that doesn't have a URL stuck to it. Yeah. We're driving everybody to the web. And if we, I mean, we don't really think that way, really, I guess. Sometimes we don't realize, man, everything has a website stuck to it now. Yeah. So we do want you there on the web. Well, then the question becomes, well, how do we differentiate? How do we distinguish who we are? I mean, how do, how do people know who we're dealing with? And, I mean, let's look at your brand. People know who they've got there. They see your picture of your head. They see, uh, listen to audio, so they know what you sound like. They know a lot about you. They get to see the occasional video when you sneak out of your lair to, to film. <laughs> Right. And uh, you've got a well-designed site. You've obviously got a, a really great branding thing so that people really know what they're getting when they get all of the different materials that you provide to them. So these kinds of things are how we instill trust. You know how to do that. Sometimes some of the bigger companies and or some of your small business friends aren't really figuring out that they've got to become both a human and a brand and sort of the bridge to their business when they're representing out on the web. Well, now... I mean, in my case, I am a person. I just write this stuff. I put it out there over time, you know. So I and I do appreciate all the 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 uh, patting on the back. But a lot of you know, I'm selling something. I've got a service. I'm a law firm. I mean, is it really about me? I mean, you know, where do you make that bridge from? Product or service, as opposed to, hey, we have to have a face behind everything. Well. So, I mean, there's a difference in the kind of transactional level that you're at. Yeah. When I go into McDonald's, I don't really care who's behind the counter. Right. I mean, I just need my grilled chicken sandwich with no mayonnaise on it. Um, when I want to buy a car, I mean, I do kind of care who the salesperson is, but I still pretty much am thinking about the brand. Yeah. Um, dealerships really think differently. I mean, I think they think that it's all about the relationship with them, but, I mean, I can remember a couple of the people who have sold me cars' names, but can you? Yeah. Not really, but yeah, right. think about legal services. I mean, man, I've got some legal stuff that I want to get working on. I mean, one of them is I'm, I'm getting ready to put a new kind of corporation together, and I don't, I don't know who to ask. I don't even know who to trust. So I start by doing what everybody does in the world. It's the first thing we do. Is it the yellow pages? No, no, no. We go to Google. So I start Googling a bunch of different law firms in my city because I'm, I'm like anybody. I want to go with the person near enough to my house that I don't have to work too hard at it. 
And lo and behold, it's amazing what doesn't exist on these sites. What does exist is pretty much a static page with a really horrible business glamour shot and a couple of phone numbers and, you know, a whole bunch of boilerplate that sounds like every other website. So who would I go with? The things we're doing in trust agents, John, is we're writing about now what? You've got your dumb website. It's not really pulling anything in because all you're doing is talking about yourself on it anyway. How do you start really making a relationship with people and how do you drive people to want to do business with you even just by being there before you're asking them for business? Yeah. And that's kind of the big goal. Well, let, let me let me dwell on this term for a minute to try to clear it up because, I, I mean, is this uh, – did you sit around with the folks at Wiley and, and decide you needed a groovy new term so you could write a business book and, and all you've really written about is, is somebody who's a good marketer, a good generator of buzz, the new guru? I mean, is, is a trust agent something really different? Oh, absolutely, it's something different. And, no, uh, you know, it's really funny. After we got the book pretty much done – We've learned more about the book industry than we ever knew. Yeah. Before we did this, everybody, you know, we didn't get a lot of great advice because, I mean, I don't know, it's a lot like uh, people giving you advice on your first baby. Um, everyone's got a horror story. Everyone's got something that's going to make it better. It's all not true because it's always different. Um, but, no, we, I came up with the idea of the phrasing. Julian Smith is a really great writer and a really good thinker, but if, if there's a crazy term in there, it's almost always mine because it's just where my head works. Yeah. And it's... You know, a trust agent or an agent of trust uh, is not a marketer. It's that person who can sell you, well, or maybe let's, if we extrapolate the word marketer to mean person who can convince you that they're the one you want to do business with. Mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah, I guess that's a marketer, but that's also a dentist. That's also the person who tells me they're going to do traveling massages. This is, you know, people who want to do business in any form, including the church. I mean, how do I know which church to go to? But I start talking to people, and I understand that, you know, this church sort of seems more like my speed and all that. I mean, we do this every day. The only difference is we know how to do it perfectly face-to-face. We know how to decide who we think is trustworthy or not. We don't really know how to do it on the web, and that's what we wrote was the book on how does human business translate to the web. Well, and that's a a great point because uh, if if that is in fact true, which I – believe it is as well does that mean there's a huge opportunity then for people that can learn this either as a business or tap this either as a business or even as a career somebody who is working uh, you know a vp level job at a, at a business i mean can can they take these on as as a way to advance their career as a way to advance their business like an opportunity that's there right now you know it's, it's a really good question and as i tend to work a lot more with larger business and i know your audience is smaller business just indulge me just for a minute sure. So Microsoft, back in '04, is notorious for being called the Borg. Nobody likes them. Everyone says they're evil. You know, everyone uses them, but there's sort of that negative, malicious feeling in the air. Along comes this weird, nerdy guy named Robert Scoble, who's blogging about Microsoft products, but also the web in general. And people start to read the blog because they start appreciating the point of view and they start realizing that, wow, he doesn't just talk about Microsoft. Well, in fact, I, I became a huge fan when he when – he told me in, I don't know, what year was it, 03 or 04, that Firefox was, was really cool. Bingo. That's exactly <laughs> the post. That's exactly the post, John. Yeah. He said, how come, how come Internet Explorer can't be as cool as Firefox? Yeah. And the whole web, including you evidently, woke up and went, whoa, he really means it. <laughs> and then, I tell you, if the very next day he told me that notepad.exe is the best thing ever and Microsoft is godlike for making notepad.exe, I'd have been like, 
Yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's the big business version of that. And and is there an opportunity? Absolutely. Scobel's made himself quite a career. And while he represented Microsoft, and then after that, while he represented Fast Company, and now hopefully again while he's at his new company, Rackspace, people are connecting and engaging with that brand because they believe and like Robert. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you don't like him, maybe they don't connect with the brand. So it's closer to sort of that feeling of when you see professional endorsements, mm-hmm. except that I think the difference is that we are aligning our values with these brands. And so, I mean, if we see somebody kind of randomly associated with something like a car, it doesn't make sense to us. If we see that they're passionate about a car and that they're talking about it all the time, then maybe that's the kind of person a car company would reach out to and do business with. Or maybe this is the kind of situation where, if you're really passionate about consumer electronics, then you might be the right kind of person to do sort of review projects and all that. Well, so I think that this is a whole new space. I don't know, I don't, you know, I don't see it being a career. I don't see folks, you know, going to high school guidance counselors and I'm going to grow up and be a trust agent. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, you do you do with a lot of realtors, I imagine, on your show. You've got all the small business. Sure. Realtors are really savvy. Those guys really absorb as much educational material as they can on their own dime yeah. uh, to, because they understand the value of getting a bunch more showings, getting a bunch more closes. Yeah. So I think Trust Agents is perfect for that set because I think that what goes on is they're learning themselves how all these tools work for them. Like why does a flip video of them kind of wandering around inside a house sell much better than one of those like $15,000 productions with the crappy music and the, the slow pan of a living room or whatever? Yeah. Well, so so that begs the next question, which is, 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 is this a new set of skills or is this just a new set of employing a new set of tools? I'm going to go with three. I'm going to go with it's skills, tools, and beliefs. Okay. You can't believe, you can't do any of this without believing in it. it mm-hmm. Like if you're just trying to hack into this, I don't think, I don't think it'll come off very genuine. I think we'll probably quickly sniff it out and go, mm, nice try. Um, it is skills. Um, you have to learn how to do some of these things. I mean, learning how to write a good blog post or learning how to promote mm-hmm. without seeming like that guy are skills you can learn. And then the tools are all the tools that you're hearing about online all the time now. Right. You're hearing about what you should do with Twitter and Facebook and you know that email marketing isn't dead. But no one's really saying, how exactly should you put those all to use in doing this? So we do with the whole three. We do tools, skills, and beliefs. And the book is absolutely not a book about why Twitter is cool or why Facebook is right, cool. Right. Well, you know, let's uh, focus on that beliefs thing because one of the things I think that's interesting, uh, and, it, and it certainly plays to this trust, is that somebody that, that is authentic and that, that is passionate and is consistent, I, even if I don't agree with them, I tend to have more trust in somebody that I think is, is sort of phoning in it and trying to fake it. And, and I can actually have more respect for somebody's opinion who I absolutely 100% don't agree with uh, if they're authentic about it. Oh, 100%, John. Uh, there's a guy, Ben Kunz, K-U-N-Z on Twitter, who is also a journalist, writes for Business Week and all kinds of other publications. And he and I disagree a whole lot about the future of sponsored posts. Yeah. He's very much against them, very much just can't even hear about them without screaming and going crazy. And we had a really fascinating uh, back and forth one time via Twitter um, where he said, one of the things I hate the most about you, Brogan, is you sound so right even when you're wrong. <laughs> and, and he's right. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, we love each other. We met each other at South by Southwest this spring, and we, it was like a love fest because yeah. I, I really admire and respect him. We totally don't see eye to eye on anything. 
So I was on a webinar today and somebody asked a question about building an online community. I know you're a huge fan of that. I, I do think that that's also one of those that people really struggle with because I think they look at, do I need to go out and create my own tool? Do I need, is this something that's going to now be a whole nother thing I have to do? Um, what's, what's your take on where we are in this kind of today, you know, on this idea of building community online? Wow. I mean, so it, it's a funny thing because for once ever, it just kind of just flickered through my head right now as we're talking. I thought, this is like saying, you know, step one to being the Beatles is learn how to be in the band. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a kind of crazy thing to think about because I, I, I'm starting to get a feeling, and I don't know if it's true because I think everything can be learned. You either really believe in the power of communities or you really don't, and you're just being told by everyone and their brother that you should have one of these things. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's like having a deep freeze in your basement or whatever. People say to you all the time, man, if you got that thing, you could put so much frozen meat in there. You could buy bulk from the butcher. You'll cut all your bills. And, and you know, anyone can talk anyone into anything, but what if you don't eat a lot of frozen meat? <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, oh, so it's a great example. Well, there you have it. Tofu <laughs> so, does not store. I've just got to tell you. Uh, you know, and, and almonds can only stay in the fridge for so long. So, um, and black beans are fine in cans. I think that um, community is, I believe in it with all my heart. I wrote this, like, you know, crazy post about it on Tuesday, the 25th of August, about community's gold. And the reason is because if you, if you trust in your community, if you develop them, if you nurture them, if you give them the tools to be successful, this is all stuff you do every single day, John. So, I mean, I'm preaching to your choir, but let's pretend a few of your listeners haven't, you know, drank that Kool-Aid yet. If you do that all the time, it is always going to be more valuable to you than direct money. I can get money from anybody, but I can't get passion, support, uh, a whole ready-made army, and a whole bunch of new ideas and infusion of, of new blood and juice without a community. And I think that some companies and some individuals and some organizations believe they have that or believe they want that. But, but if it's not in the blood, if it just seems like a chore then it's like anything else that we do that's a short. I mean, we all know we should floss our teeth. How many of your listeners really are? Yeah. Well, and, and I think that segues very nicely to uh, a topic you write about in the book that I love. it Because I, I think they go hand in hand. Correct me if I'm wrong. This idea of, of building mass. I think that people like you and I that are flying around sometimes as, you know, kind of one-person shows, and people look up and they go, how do you do everything you do? And, and I... You know, frankly, I, I think it's this idea of mass. Uh, there's a lot of people that help me do what I do, uh, whether I know it or not sometimes. Oh, exactly. And then that's, a, that's the best way to say it, John, because there's, there's so many times that someone will reach out on either of our behalfs or, you know, any of, any of us who have kind of a community thing going, who will then say, oh, you didn't know this, but, you know, that has got the best things off that, and here's the link. Right. We don't even see it because we just, it just kind of went through our filter or it happened in the back channel somewhere. And, you know, that's definitely part of the goal of raising armies and building mass. And the other is, I mean, there's only, I mean, there's so much space out there. I mean, there's so many things to tackle. For example, I don't work with a lot of small businesses overall, and not for any, you know, bad reason. I just, I'm lucky enough to be getting a lot of big businesses who want to figure this out. And I'm, uh, it's easier for me to have seven bosses than a hundred. Right. And so, so I'm always referring people to other people for small business. And I think that's really kind of different about our space. Mm -hmm. is that, I mean, heck, we all want to share because there's just a lot going around right now. That's right. Um, 
And I just don't see that ever stopping because I think helping people navigate new technology so that they can just go back to their core business will always be in fashion. You've, you've probably touched on this um, inadvertently a couple of times, actually. But, you know, where do people get this screwed up? Where do they go wrong? I mean, you talked about the idea of they keep reading about this tool and that tool, and so they just do it because they can't take it anymore. But uh, but what are, what are some other things where you see people screw it up? Well, that's a great starting point, your, your idea about, you know, they can't take it anymore. Don't let people bully you into any platform. Yeah. You know, i got to tell you, I have not seen a great deal of business value out of Facebook. People keep saying to me all the time, oh, man, it's great for my business. And I think they're, mis- you know, maybe they're doing the business differently than me. Maybe they're not looking to make money or something. Um, but, you know, Facebook isn't exactly lining my pockets. However, boy, do we have an active community around our book on there, and lots of people like to talk and I read you on Facebook. I, you know, it's one of the easier ways that I can keep up with you. And, um, yeah. I, you know, I use it for a lot of personal things that help augment my business sense, but I don't make money off it. So first, first tip, don't let people bully you on the platforms. Your customer might not be on Twitter. I kind of argue more often than not that they are. Yeah. But if you don't think so, don't do it. Right. You know, I won't bully you onto that. I might bully you into a blog, but, you know, that's a different uh, <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. Um, so, but then after that, the other place that they're doing it wrong is, you know, it, it, you know Lance Armstrong wrote the best book. It's called "It's Not About the Bike," you know, and the premise being that, you know, how'd you win all those Tour de Frances? Wow, well, it's a really good bike. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's nothing that has to do with the bike and him winning those things. I mean, he just he killed it. He like came in third at the Tour de France, and then the next day rode in a, I don't know, an Ironman or something like that triathlon, and, and came in first. And I thought. You know, two days after the Tour de France, I wouldn't be jumping into an Ironman triathlon. <laughs> I wouldn't be jumping into an Ironman trans- uh, triathlon, you know, regardless of what I'd done. Period, right. You yeah. know, swim, bike, run, I want to be the part where it's eat chips. I might win that. <laughs> That's in the quadrathlon, evidently. All right, so um, you got more? No, well, you know, we, we can leave it with that because everybody knows they're screwing up. We don't need to remind them, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, is paid advertising dead? No, it's not dead. Uh, you know, paid advertising allows people to get awareness, and it, it, it's just it's just crude most times. Yeah. Paid advertising is you know we're all at the picnic grounds and someone screams, "Hey!" You know, paid advertising is like the fourteen-year-old girl at the mall. Yeah. And. You know, you want to be a sophisticated, you know, grown-up, and instead you get the screaming teenager texting a friend. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's got lots of value. I think there's lots of places where it makes perfect sense, as long as you drive it down into some relationships and some engagement. Again, depending on your product. Yeah. I can see a giant, giant billboard of a Big Mac, and I can go, hmm, I think I will buy me one. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond that, you know, it's what are liquor ads doing for you, John? Yeah. Are you seeing them and going, you know, that reminds me, I did want to pick up some more. Really silver. thirsty. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. In fact, I've, you know, for the last few years, I've been telling people, use your ads to point people to your white paper, <laughs> you know, to, to where they can go get something really valuable, and then they might actually start to trust you. Yeah, you're right about that. And I mean, even then, right, if you're pointing to the white paper and you're just using the white paper for lead gen, yeah. I keep saying this at conferences, and it, it always gets a laugh, and then sadly it gets a bunch of tweets, and then I get, you know, a robot following me. Um, you know, if you're going to make, if you're going to point me to white paper just to try to get my email address and all that so you can try to market to me, sure. give me something I want, like porn or liquor. <laughs> uh, you know, because white papers are often boring. Yeah. But well, if you're going to... 
do it the right way. Be super duper helpful. And I think you agree. You you yeah, usually yeah, 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 yeah. No, I and and it's and it's it's the long run too. I mean, that's the tough thing. I think that a lot of people. I mean, you you have actually. I think. Uh, you know, you've, you've, I don't know how long you've actually had your blog, but you, you know, you came essentially out of deciding I wanted to do this, started a blog. I mean, your, your, your rise in terms of popularity of what you do uh, is pretty, pretty phenomenal, uh, I think. And, and so, I mean, I think that really comes about though from not you just writing one great blog post, it's from every single day putting it in there. And, and that's a big thing about that trust. Trust doesn't just happen because somebody goes, wasn't that a brilliant experience? Wasn't that a brilliant white paper? It happens because 437 days later, they realize you mean it. Well, there you have it. I mean, <laughs> you're definitely right. Consistency is definitely part of trust. Yeah. Um, you know, helpful is, is you know, be, be helpful, be consistent, and be everywhere are the three baseline things I think about being trustworthy, and on the web at least. And, you know, I've been at it about over a decade in different forms or fashions. Somebody wanted to ask me where I started on the Wayback Machine because <laughs> they were tracking me down. And they said, ChrisBrogan.com hasn't existed that long. And I said, no, no, no. I've been at ChrisBrogan.Tripod.com and before that, GeoCities.com slash Area 51 slash whatever. CompuServe uh, 27385 right, right now. <laughs> AOL, ChrisBrogan951. Um, you know, so, I mean, but I... You know, when you talk about my rise, thank you. It took me eight years to get my first hundred readers. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the last two years has been, you know, a little bit more. But uh, I'll tell you, it, it's it's a different world out there, and it's harder. I mean, there's a lot of articles, you probably read them too, that say there'll never be another Beatles, there'll never be another Michael Jackson. And I think they're right. Yeah. Yeah, but but I think that that, in, in a lot of ways, is is because uh, th- we have so much more access. I mean, a lot of times it was, I, you know, I hate to pick on, on the media because um, a lot of people are doing it for me, but you know, a lot of times we were given the information that was deemed the cool information to have. And, well, now anybody who uh, has uh, 10 bucks and a, and a keyboard can be that information. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's the fact that there's nightly local news kind of bothers me. I love I love local everything, yeah. but I'm kind of blown by this because we all know. Like, by the time that story gets on, the only thing you've got left to cover is, like, car crashes yeah. and, you know, the depressed moms standing on the front stoop saying, I don't know what happened, but my kid's in the hospital. Yeah. Well, of course, that's why the, that's why the breaking weather is so popular. <laughs> right. Because <Breaking laughs> it's the only out. thing that they can scoop, you know? The tornado, it's going to hit right now. Um, so where can I find, where can I find trust agents? I know I can find the book anywhere, but are you doing anything in terms of uh, content on your website around it specifically, or, or is there, is there a community around it? Uh, Tell me, tell me ways that people can, can suck all of this up. Oh, wow. Thank you for asking. Um, it's very diffuse, just like my typical outpost strategy. So um, we have a a static group at Facebook called uh, facebook.com slash trust agents. And there's about 2,600 people, at least as of, you know, late August, that are dialing in and actually, you know, putting a lot of commentary out on the, on the website. And they're not actually just talking about the book. They're talking about trust in general yeah. and things that are happening in their lives that make them wonder. Um, beyond that, I mean, the whole last week of August, I wrote every single day at fastcompany.com slash blog slash Chris Brogan, uh, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And that was... Um, Fast Company let me have sort of a 
they treated me like staff, so it keeps getting promoted to the front page, and I'm writing one one blog a day there about what it is to be a trust agent. Awesome. And then uh, if you go to chrisbrogan.com and you just uh, do slash tag slash trust agents, everything that I've ever written about it will show up in one neat little pile, so you can always do that too. And are you doing any of the traditional sort of go around promote the book, or are you just uh, doing your, your same old kind of be going around anyway? Well, you know me, I'm a hermit. I'm kind of a layabout. I never uh, <laughs> never travel. Yeah. Um, JetBlue had an awesome deal where from uh, September 8th to October 8th, you could buy a, uh, one pass, all-you-can-fly pass, for 500 bucks. Wow. So I bought that, and I'm going to use the heck out of that. Wow. And even uh, in and around that, I mean, I made some deals on my site, and there's a couple deals still going, where I, I told people, I'll trade you 200 books for a half day of my time for free. And uh, believe me, that's uh, one-fifth of the cost of a half day of my time. Right. Um, and so people did that for a whole week. And then when I sold out of that opportunity, I said, well, I'll, I'll do it for 300 books now. Wow. And so three, three people have bought that this wow. week so far. Well, and so, of course, the cool thing is if you show up and suck, they still get to keep the books. Well, there you have it. No, you know, <laughs> I think about that kind of thing, John. And I, I think, you know, if you get the book, why do you need me? But, <laughs> Well, I, I I have long said that books are the the best value going. You know, I mean, for fourteen bucks or nineteen bucks, you know, you pretty much get a distillation of uh, of somebody's life and career sometimes. And uh, you're totally right. And I mean, you must follow guys like Tony Robbins, right? Sure, I mean, sure. think of I mean, think of the, like the concentric rings that that guy has around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, to go to his conferences like five grand or something, his books twenty bucks or free at the library. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I need to figure that one out, right? Me too. Because I'm only charging four thousand dollars a seat for my conferences. So ah, uh, okay. So you're going to move it up to five. <laughs> okay, I'm moving it up to five. Chris, always a pleasure to visit with you. I'm going to see you in Boston uh, whenever people listen to this mid-October. So uh, looking forward to spending some time with you. You think the Yankees will be out of, or uh, I'm sorry, the Red Sox will be out of it by then? Oh come on! I, I think they're already. Squealing right now. I mean, I'm a football guy. All I'm hoping is the Patriots are alive and well. So you're you're lining up for Brady. Yep. And the parties at I mean, this event. uh, Sorry, party. My conference, also known as a party, is at Gillette Stadium. So if they're doing well, we'll all do well. All right. Awesome. Well, looking forward to seeing you. And uh, I know that people are. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start buying truckloads of trust agent and start giving it out to people because they need to read it. I love it, John. Thanks for letting me on your show again. I can't, you know, you didn't learn your lesson the first time, but thanks just the same. Take care, Chris.